Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on a funny path of life. Heading back, well, actually, I'm there to La Oficina de Aten Atención al Peregrino. So it's kind of like a city hall office for the pilgrim. Well, I had to wait two hours for them to open back <laughs> the administrative camino. Anywho. Realizing kind of where I am right now is not uh, pilgrim only, kind of like France. And we are kind of in June entering the season. Uh, I have basically taken care of this trip all the way to Las Mancillas de las Mulas. And I already have two, three places were already full. So I have uh, adapted to the situation, you know, definitely. Not liking to overplan, but uh, just putting my pack on, just in case you wonder. Okay. Oh, the pack is heavy. Well, I mean, it's not more than actually not the heaviest, but the pasta with the lentils and the green beans that I got for today uh, is definitely weighing on me. Anyhow, but I'm glad I got food. I have a feeling that. Uh, Anyway, I think, uh, whoa, am I going the wrong way? Okay, hold on a second, I think I'm, here we go, so I'm going, I'm trying to, That should be, no? Am I going the wrong way? I guess I am. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I mean, no big deal. Okay, this is where you want me to go. <clears throat> okay. So, let me know what I can. All right. Okay, okay, okay. This is a way. There's a monastery. Right. So, the alberg was very nice. They've completely stripped the kitchen and uh, have not uh, recovered from COVID, you know, which uh, I did last year. So they are they're waiting for. Okay, I think I'm good, yeah? This is right. Okay. So. I think I'm good now. More or less. So yeah, they had a beautiful kitchen, but uh, <laughs> everything was gone. So they had a fridge, which was nice, but no microwave. Which actually was not a big deal. But I had the best of, uh, of those two here. So... A sweet guy from Senegal, sorry if I'm misspelling his name, Senam or Sema, I'm not sure how the name goes, but very sweet. Initially, when I uh, when I found out I was going to have to wait two hours uh, in one of the prettiest, uh, nicest uh, town in Spain, 
he offered me to to enjoy the shade of the bar, which was very nice. But I opted to go to uh, I opted to go to sorry about that to the park and stay in the shade right there by the church, which was fine enough anyhow. So, but very nice. And then later on, basically asked him if he would be kind enough to to give me some hot water so I can cook those pasta that I left, which he gladly did. Very nice, very helpful. So, I was the first one in the albergue, and somehow thinking I'd be the last, but uh, <laughs> it was not meant to be. Met this cute couple in their 70s. Well, because of the heat, uh, and not being able to do all that one and two yesterday, so I ended up staying another night. And they were taking the bus this morning. I forgot the name. Mili, actually, Mili is a name. And then I forgot his name. And then another couple came in. Uh, kind of, that was a weird thing. Like you have women and men bathroom, and they both ended up going to the men's shower. Anyway, there was just something that just felt off. I acknowledged them, but went no further. And uh, so I took care of my shopping. Put uh, myself to some guacamole. Some very nice oranges. I'm finding out the smaller ones are way more juicy than the big juicy one. So when I see those bad boys, I go for them. And so far with the fail, they've been amazing. And uh, what I chose to do, I was talking to Millie and her husband, and I was like, all right, you look like a professional snore. What's the spiel? And he was like, well, not professional, amateur. <laughs> so I was like, well, I don't think I snore. And she's like, he snores. And uh, I don't think I snore much. And I'm like, well, you know, not a big deal. And then uh, the longer I was with it, the more it was like, I guess to, to, to take into account, the albergue is quite big. Uh, very well done. Very, very well done. It looks pretty modern. You have like uh, four or five dorms of uh, uh, 10, I guess, 10 per dorm. So, you know, like 40, 50 people can slip in here. Uh, very, very nice. Three showers just for the men and two toilets and a urinal. So very good setup. Three sink. Very, very nice. And a big... Uh, Dining room, comedor, in Spanish. And then I was like, well, hold on a second. And then I'm finding out the comedor is not only, you know, spacious, which means can accommodate a mattress, but it's actually very dark. Actually darker than a dorm. So I'm like, I debated. I'm like, no, you know, you sleep in there. And, you know, they might not even be snoring, but regardless, you know, and I'm like, no, I think I want a quiet night. I think I want to be on my own. So I dragged that heavy mattress. Some of them are kind of heavy, actually. But, you know, it's fine. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dude. I'm a, I'm a ripped motherfucker. So I, I took it to, to there. Found a nice spot in the back end. And turned out I went to bed early. I was tired. Uh, yeah. The evening finally tired. I took a little stroll later. I almost debated about treating myself to a Coke. <laughs> Wanting something kind of a little more liquid. 
So I had to go, I had to go down uh, the liter of gazpacho web actually with the water and some juice of, uh, of the green beans about a liter and a half in the space of about an hour. So I was feeling pretty confident that my liquid intake was, uh, was good. But I, uh, anywho, I had that kind of a desire, I guess. And then I realized, no, this is, this is not going to uh, do what you think it's going to do. I mean, you're not going to feel great at the end of it. It's one thing, you know, it's during the day, it's hot like today. Uh, it's going to be in the mid-30s, so it's going to be the the warmest day. Hello. It's going to be the warmest day on the, on this Camino, at least. So in the mid-30s, uh, rain looks like it's going to come in the afternoon. But it's going to get pretty warm. So, you know, I was to find a bar, kind of a break, and then uh, that drink would be refreshing. That would feel good on a hot day like today. But otherwise, no. Okay, hang in there, guys. I'm kind of uh, getting distracted here. So let's see. Uh, I don't... No, I think we have more to go. Well, actually not that much. All right, so... Well, I think this is it, no? Yeah. I think this is for me, yeah. There we go. Importantissima reliquia que fundamenta este Camino de Santiago. Okay, Monasterio de Santo Toribio de Liebana. Anywho. All right, here we go. So, as far as uh, this, well, actually, Yesterday was definitely a big one for me, I have to say. Uh, uh, body feels great, you know, I have no... Uh, no ailment, no soreness at all. It was a very nice, long, laying down night. Uh, played some classical music as there was noise around. Wherever I was in a building, not too far from... Uh, kind of underground, which was an unusual setting for the Camino and for an albergue. All right. I don't know. I could be wrong. This might not be. Well, anyway, we'll see. But I think it is right, yeah? Yeah. Anyway. Because de Europa, yeah? Liebana. I'm sure it's a well-known place. Yeah, I think this is it. There might actually be a away from the road, which is going to be along the road. Municipio de Camaleño. Camaleño. Okay. So, about 3K to that famous uh, monastery where that uh, chunk of uh, Jesus crossed. I just don't know. This whole stuff to me is, I don't know, it's funny. Of course, I'm not saying anything, but it just makes no fucking sense at all. But again, you know, my book Sapiens talks about that, right? That Kool-Aid is a part of our uh, evolutionary fabric. 
as this human civilization. And uh, I'm okay. It kind of makes sense to me. It's actually the kind of Kool-Aid. You know, I don't see it as a truth. But, anyhow. Okay, why not? It's an interesting theory. As I gaze into the Los Picos de Europa, I see a bunch, well, a bunch. I see spots of snow here and there. There's really not much snow left, but a few areas where that snow has not melted. And I'm thinking with what we're going to get today, more of it is going to melt. So, uh, where was I? I put this is wasted. What if you touristy bus, so definitely looking at the shops and the like. A very touristic destination. I checked the church yesterday. I was going to sing my amazing grace, but I could hear something at one point and there was a couple coming in. So I walked away. But that's about it that I did for the town. I was like, just no interest in, in cities, in nice things to see. I think I've mentioned that quite a bit, right? Somehow, I don't get tired, you know, of nature. That to me resonates, but man-made stuff, though I'm very grateful for the convenience, you know, for what it affords me, that does not escape me at all. But I am not in awe like I am with nature. To me, it's not art like nature is. Uh, you know, looking at all those wildflowers, it's still, you know, they're still coming out. They are not quite prime for the summer heat and survival mode. But, uh, yeah. I remember Santillana del Mar, you know, made me think of a town like in Massachusetts where I went with Glenda, and again, I called it like Disney World for adults. Just, uh, I don't know, I see those things that tourist traps, they just, uh, you know, just places where you end up enjoying spending your money. I don't, uh, it's not, a, oh my goodness, is that a cherry tree? Yes, it is. Oh, like a wild one, very, very small. And now, nothing like in Posueta, you know, near Guernica, where I stayed in this uh, caserio, this farmhouse, this Basque farmhouse, and uh, surrounded by nature. And to me, that was simply wonderful. Just simply wonderful. Anywho, so, you know, I woke up a few times yesterday, tossed and turned like I seem to keep doing, but it was a very nice, uh, quiet night. And I was surprised that those guys were up so early. Uh, Millie and her husband this morning, and, you know, greeted, and 
she asked me how I slept, and I was like, wonderful. What a wonderful night. And uh, you know, they wished me a happy Camino at the end. And then they went. They actually left before I did. And there was no uh, no internet. And even more so, being in a the basement, there was no cell service for most of the building, which was interesting. At times you would get it, at times not. And so I ended up uh, going to that place where I chilled in the shade where you have a public Wi-Fi to do my Duolingo, where actually today I only did uh, uh, Japanese. Something interesting about the language too. So obviously, you know, I'm not studying like I did with, uh, with Spanish. Nowhere, nowhere the amount of time. It is also so different that, you know, to take off it will take longer, even more longer, because I'm not applying the quantity of hours like I did, which is fine because I have no rush. I enjoy it every morning when I do it, and then uh, either term like all of them or not at all or ten cent, not at all. Uh, those things that kind of tend to make more and more sense. And it's fine anyway. But there's something interesting about, like, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, this is going to be going to be one one big day today. Uh, sorry. Yeah, part of me wondering, maybe I'm not, maybe I should quit. Maybe this, I'm not doing much. I haven't found a good podcast that's enjoyable about it, which surprised me. I really thought, you know, being uh, being English, to English to Japanese, that it would be a lot of them. So maybe I could look into Spanish or French to Japanese, find another platform. But not having a podcast, I mean, I have some, but they, it's not the same. It's just not the same. Anyhow. So interesting, that voice about me quitting, you know. And then, of course, very quickly, uh, shortly thereafter, the other one came right back in. I was like, of course not. We're not going to quit. Like, you know, we're good. There's no rush, you know. Uh, not only is there progress, it doesn't matter the, the, the speed of it, and the quantity of progress, just the fact that there is, and I'm enjoying uh, I'm enjoying each time I'm opening it up and then I'm, you know, my brain is looking at the symbols, listening to the sound and uh, selecting things. And uh, yeah, it's enjoyable. So, and I guess here I'm not really referring to the language, but that part of me that uh, can so eagerly be ready to quit and find reasons to to bring that about. I guess it kind of makes it easier that it's a twofold thing in this case for in regarding Japanese. One, you know, however hard it might be even like German, you know, 
because I didn't stop learning German because it was hard. I stopped it because it wasn't enjoyable, you know. Uh, so Japanese, number one. I've done other languages. I know that at times there'll be a sense of uh, what's the point, you know, of frustration. And from there, you know, wanting to quit. And knowing that, well, that's a, that's a, it's an accurate description of that moment, but it's temporary. So here, move away. And it's not true, you know, because from frustration, you lead to disillusionment, meaning, well, what's the point? You know, I'm not getting it. I'm stupid or whatever. And it's like, that's not true, you know. And of course, it, it definitely helps. Uh, however hard that obstacle is to overcome, that you've already been down that road. And so, you know, you have a different story and you have different fruit to show for. Sorry, I have a feeling this is going to be up, up, up for a while here. Anywho, so interesting how, I need to unbuckle my belt here, going uphill and talking with that hip belt pressing on my belly. On my belly, not the best combination. So there is that. And then also kind of, uh, you know, this has been, uh, this is two months walking. So I think a part of me, you know, at this point is feeling a little tired. Uh, so it's going to be interesting how the next couple of days go. Because again, the body is good. You know, I have, uh, I went to bed before eight, get up at five. So, and again, I, I arrived at two o'clock yesterday afternoon. So the body had uh, plenty of time to rest. And uh, so, and I'm good, nothing is hurting. You know, my shoes, the soles are uh, losing traction because they're wearing out. But I still have life in them. So I might, I think the way I look at it until I start to get a hole in it, I more than likely uh, won't be looking at getting another pair. And then it won't be a pair of running shoes because the soles wear faster than a hiking sole. So I'll be looking at a, just a short, low-cut uh, hiking shoe. Hopefully none. Waterproof. So many of them now are freaking waterproof. Everybody protecting against everything. So there's something in me that is a little tired. And I'm curious to see, you know, what's going to happen with that. To see how I'm going to weather that. You know? And the fact that it's so simple in terms of my life, this is it, you know. So it's going to be pushing and leaning into that discomfort and then see what I learned from there. You know, going maybe further than possibly I've been before to where it really, really become challenging. And then you're looking for an escape. So as of now, there are none. This is it. Anyhow. Okay, hang in there a second. I'm going to check it. Pretty sure I'm on the right path. But, 
Okay. Yeah, good. I don't see. I didn't see any red arrows, but this is the path to the monastery. Santo Torbi Toribio de Liebana. And uh, I had a weird dream that I woke up with. And uh, it was about Lisa and Adam, which was weird. So Lisa and Adam run the Hill Country Bicycle Works. Well, they, I mean, I don't know if they still do. But uh, yeah, that would be like, uh, yeah, 30 years or so by now. They've been doing it for quite a while. And I work for them for, uh, I think, 11 to years, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, and then I went to become a, a wilderness instructor. I think, yeah, from 2003 to 2005. I think from like September to April, if I remember right. And uh, in that dream, it's like I'm not enjoying it anymore. I don't remember there's somebody else involved. And uh, I kind of end up doing what I had to do type deal. And I end up walking away without letting them know. Just left. Which, of course, led to them being very disappointed, a deal breaker. Kind of like, we're going to let you go, you know. We don't know what happened, but you, know, you can't do that. And, uh, okay, I see. There's a loop here to keep you away from the road. Like a little detour. Got you. And so... I don't know what happened after, but at one point, Adam, I don't know if it's a plane or a bike or what, he takes something and he ends up destroying something or attacking something. And this kind of uh, unstoppable force, kind of, I thought it's some kind of alien, ended up chasing him, destroying the vehicle he used to attack whatever he did and then kill him in, in the weirdest of way. And me having to tell Lisa that Adam had died and he was killed. So it was really kind of like a crazy dream. And I guess in a way I would not call it a nightmare. Because it was just so silly. You know, I don't know about you, but that dream made no sense to me. You know, made no sense. And... Uh, the one thing, though, that I would say I could tie it with was, was it two or three days ago? I guess it was at least three days ago, right? When I started the Le, Lebaniego. Le, Lebaniego. My goodness, I have trouble saying it. Uh, I had this eerie feeling. And then yesterday, I I, come up, I came up with the word death. That's kind of what it felt like. So the sense of awe. It was a different kind of quietness. I wasn't afraid of anything. And even now, I'm mentioning it. Uh, you know, I don't know if I ever come near it and I become aware of, you know, in terms of death. I don't like suffering, but so far, I really don't care about death. I don't have a problem with that. And uh, that's a word that came up, which was interesting. Because... It was definitely a powerful, quiet feeling, you know, that kind of uh, stopped things inside of me. And uh, yeah, brought like a heavy quietness, 
was interesting. And I guess I'm relating it to Adam being killed. So death and death somehow. Anyhow. So my goal for today, you know, it's going to be like a, between eight and nine hundred meters of a climb, and tomorrow between nine and one thousand meter. So my goal is, of course, to to do it, like to not take a break. And I'm not talking about wiping the sweat of my bra and then taking a drink, or maybe even peeing. But outside of that, nothing else. <laughs> to just find that pace and uh, slow and steady like I did yesterday. And my guess is going to be that it's actually going to be easier than yesterday. I'm not even sure in terms of uh, gain if it's going to be a huge difference between yesterday and today. It's just going to be one hit instead of going up and down and up and down. But from where I stand, that's actually harder than to do it all at once. And then, and the downhill today is actually not going to be that bad. It's going to be quite more tomorrow. And here, second of the... Uh, so obviously by now, Potes is way below me. Looks like a little village. Well, no, it's a town. But nestle, you know, in that canyon slash valley kind of feels almost like a canyon, really. It's not very wide. And then you have the sun. So I guess I'm facing east as I'm looking at the village from here. And uh, the mountain, uh, yeah, a little bit of a cloud shielding me. But it's going to get warm very early today. Like around 11, it'll be past 30 degrees. So, And on I go to a pedestrian red pavement with some uh, pole protecting it from, uh, well, kind of, from traffic to letting them know that it's not for them. So my guess is, uh, well, I don't know. If it's three kilometers, it's got to be still a little bit more, maybe 20 minutes or so until I get to the monastery. We'll see if it's open. I started earlier today. Something that I decided to I realized is uh, I'm going to stop the news. I guess talking about it yesterday, I think cemented an understanding about it, which was and which is that it's not useful. Maybe I'm going to be looking for some kind of a, a Spanish program of some sort and maybe even Italian, where I can practice, you know, listening and also visualize, visualize stuff. But uh, yeah, the news are just, uh, it's just not useful. And I think the price that I'm starting to pay for exposing myself to it is higher than the benefit from trying to keep up with what's going on in the world. And I kind of like the idea of that, you know, but uh, it is so slanted, it is so biased toward that negativism that I think in the end, 
the cons are going to override the pros. So I'm going to move on, but I still look for a, a Spanish. Maybe I look for something on nutrition, see what I can find. Actually, I have the, there's an article Pilar sent me about this nutritionist, nutritionist that we had met. And he wrote a book, something like Eat Shit, something like that. And uh, I'm going to look him up on YouTube because I know he's going to be on a bunch of video. And he may even have a channel. Uh, and of course, he's going to be a plant-based advocate. And uh, we'll see. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I will learn some stuff. I'll learn some terminology in Spanish. It'll be quite easy for me to to contextualize that which I don't understand. Sometimes even not having to look in a dictionary because I'll be able to extract the meaning just from the sentence. And uh, I'm only hoping that, um, because there is a bias in a plant-based community, you know, there is that ideology, that mission to convert. So there is an element of fanaticism, you know, because I'm not, it's kind of like feminism, you know, I'm pretty much more than likely 90, 95% on board. It makes a lot of sense, you know, uh, being on a Camino, of course, is a little different, you know, in terms of uh, my, uh, the kind of diet that I go with, but I'm fine with that. But, you know, if and when I become sedentary, and if it's feasible, depending on the context, you know, I will pretty much... Uh, we'll go back to more vegetable and then uh, definitely like brown rice and more plant-based. No question. No question about it. But there is this element of fanaticism on some of them that they believe they're right. You know, and as I listen to, you know, to more and more in the science, if you really listen to how they say what they say, it's almost like lawyer speech. You know, it has a tendency, it looks like it seems like, you know, the study shows, you know, so it talk, talked about tendencies, you know, it approximates. And uh, and I think in a way, it is kind of wise. And if you catch it well, you realize that, yeah, science is not perfect, you know. And uh, those things, you know, like, will I go as far as talking about cigarette, you know, it is pretty clear now the understanding of cigarette, but there's still a gray element for me, you know, for, for as a self-medicating device, which I can see being relevant for some people, you know, because we all have uh, we all have crutches, you know, and to be the kind of hypocrite that says my crutch is better than yours, it's really facetious from where I am. You know, it's just uh, what makes sense to us at any given time, given our history and what makes us who we are. And uh, yeah, it's a tough one to judge somebody and said, you would be better off having this different kind of crutch. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. If I see somebody smoking, you know, like Ricardo, I have poked at him. I'm not a believer in smoking, I think it's a disgusting habit. But that being said, you know, I think a part of me wants to also honor and respect 
people's yeah right to choose that and that to even though to not share it and to not agree with it but to honor that part in themselves that's chosen to use that strategy for the time being you know as we're all imperfect and uh, you know we're living imperfectly and uh, is there a better imperfect way than another you know I'm, I'm kind of i'm not interested in that question anymore and that's where sometimes i get weary and really most plant-based people i'm kind of uh, i've moved away i can't stand them it's really they're really rambunctious is it just annoying pedantic and condescending and i don't like that and when i am behaving that way i'm becoming more and more aware of that too so i believe that i'm starting to more and more and in a quicker way i'm able to redirect myself when i self-indulge yeah and cuando me capricho con con esta mierda indulge and capricharse i think that's actually i think it's reflective un capricho it's like an indulgence yeah like chocolate a muffin or donut the kind of thing you know is not healthy but uh that you find a way to make a story to justify doing it like we all do one way or another so all of that about the news and i still need to get rid of the first up npr even though it's this one is trickier because it kind of has to do about keeping up a little bit about what's going on in the US you know it's uh, the one culture that i am the most privy to and i kind of like the idea of staying keeping in touch a little bit but uh anyhow we'll see we'll see but i already most of it is first up from npr again it's not i don't know i see the i mean i feel like i see the agenda when they are talking it's very very nuanced form of morality but they all do whether it's fox cnn msnbc abc doesn't matter you know everybody everybody has that opinion that morality that they're going to inject and i guess not that there's anything wrong with it it is just not that enjoyable i guess for me thinking of the news would be like this is what's going on and you know this is uh and, and i have to say npr does a better job than i feel most as a news network but uh i think it's impossible now to 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 become more and more radical in in what you do socially politically like, you know like uh, as far as the news it's the neutrality is almost i think it would be so boring for most people that it would be unthinkable so maybe my expectation is unrealistic also i definitely don't roll that out anyhow well, it's a very mild climb so far i don't know what that building is 
Nuestra gloria, Señor, es tu cruz. Interesting. They say tu cruz. It's very personal, yeah? Because in Spanish you would say tu or su, meaning your formally or informally. Anyhow, they don't know what that building is. Could we already be there? No, I don't think so. I think we have a little bit more. Anyhow. But that's a parking lot here. It's not even that big, actually. Monasterio, well, no, that's, I don't know, maybe, ah, that feels weird. Shit, maybe it is. Anyhow, no, it's not at all what I thought. Uh, so yeah, this big, Kind of like a diamond shape parking lot with a, uh, oh my goodness, I forgot how you say a lamp post. Uh, fuck. Alfora, afora. I can't think of it in Spanish. Anyway. But I guess it is it. This is a monasterio. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll go check and see if it's open. My guess is. There's nobody. There are no cars. But, uh, okay. It is. And then uh, here's the Camino. So I know where I'm heading. Let me see what the signs say. So that's where the Le, Le Baniego Camino ends. And then uh, Badiniense start. Uh... This is a Camino. Okay, so let's see. Uh, well, that's fine. I'll take a walk. It's a small uh, paved, uh, stone paved uh, place. It's a bunch of buildings stuck together. Uh, I don't know if they offer lodging. That would look like... Uh... Okay, hold on a second. There's a mile marker, Galicia, which is weird. Uh, the, the region of the community of Galicia has its own mile marker. And they have one like that here. It shows 552 kilometers. And then... Uh, yeah, everything is going to be closed, of course. Okay, well, here is... Uh, the famous uh, monastery of uh, Santo Toribio de Liabana. And, uh, yeah. Okay, gonna walk through that gate here. Uh, oh my goodness, it opens at 10 o'clock. <laughs> okay. And there is a cloister here. And now, uh, okay. Well. How was that? On I go. On I go. And then, uh, no, I'm not going to use the bathroom. I'll find my toilet on the trail. They have a servicio, so a sales, which is the bathroom, restroom. I guess restroom would be a sales. So, on I go to Espinama. I think it's what it's called, or Espimana. Something like that. 
So this is going to be a climb, Camino Le Bañego, and then usted está aquí. Oh, they actually are taking you back to, of course it's a Le Bañego, so it's one way to start it at the rivers, but that's not where I'm going. So, anything else for you folks? I think I will leave you at that. So, uh, have a beautiful one, beautiful day, and uh, wish me <laughs> a good day. Yeah, Espinama, this is where I'm going. All right. And uh, wish you all a beautiful one as well. Until later, Gator. Well, I guess uh, more or less I have uh, one hour or so left onto this hike. I am. Uh, it must be. It must have been a logging road here or something like that. It's very well, uh, very well done. It's gravel, and you know, of course, it's in the country, surrounded by fern, forest. Uh, starting to I just passed one house, which is abandoned. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, beautiful mountain. And then, uh, like I said, nearing uh, Espinama. Uh, <clears throat> my energy was definitely in a slump for a while this morning. Uh, even though, you know, my leg, I'm not feeling anything. I think there may be some kind of muscle fatigue, possibly. But I can definitely tell uh, uh, the mental game is definitely first place. Because earlier on there was this uphill, very nice, nothing like yesterday actually. <laughs> Even though it showed more elevation, this has been uh, that second part of the trail as I wouldn't call it a joke, but it's been basically the kind of stuff like, yeah, bring it on. It's, I could almost run on it. It's gradual, it's nice, I mean, it's up, but it's not like where I have to be on my, on my toes and, uh, you know, going at a very, very slow pace and sweating like a pig so beautiful i've been in the wood for quite a while actually it's really uh it's a gr202 if i'm not mistaken where the camino is uh get hooked on this uh hiking trail there's a lot of an m in spain and makes you appreciate you know how the little i'm doing and the beauty and then the grandeur of nature in display uh, so feel definitely I'm a little more pepped up uh, the energy is definitely back I'm uh, moving well uh, again I wasn't that concerned but I was definitely aware you know of today's uh, grading system and I'm I'm kind of puzzled because it's six kilometers longer than yesterday and it shows higher difficulty and to me it's nowhere like that 
it's a complete opposite. You know, and though I did well yesterday and when I wasn't hurting or anything, but it was there was some steep, too steep climb uh, back to back, and uh, yeah, that was for me that was challenging. And this up today, though it was earlier on, I mean, not going to the monastery, uh, which I kind of uh, failed to appreciate the fact that I had it for myself. There was not one car there. There was not one soul in that place. It kind of uh, had the feel of a business, you know, a tourist attraction opening at 10 o'clock, more than likely around 9 o'clock. The staff was going to start to show up to get this thing ready anyway for the onslaught of tourists they were going to go and have pictures to to show that they've been there I really I'm not a big fan of these places and right here my goodness wow so pretty much as I'm looking around I see no sign of human life beside the trail that I'm on it's just trees all the mountains are blanketed with trees. And then I see a little bit of snow still on top of that mountain, looking backward. But uh, pure, greedy nature, I would call it, in display. Uh, quite something. Quite something. So, uh, just took a nice break. By, uh, there's been a few waterfalls. Kind of more of a water running down, but uh, you know, making a very, very nice sound. And uh, it's been a beautiful uh, forest trail. Very, very nice slope. Uh, that's why it makes me think it was some kind of logging road, you know, meant for trucks. You could just not have it too steep with them to be loaded. That'd be too dangerous. So that's what it makes me think of. I'm pretty sure it's a logging road. Anywho, so uh, I'm staying in a hostel. There's no albergue, but tomorrow I will be in an albergue. Like I said, I've already uh, organized everything, realizing, you know, I don't want to get a headache here and not having to overthink about will I get a place. So I got it taken care of. And uh, I think that's enough for now. Um, Feeling good. Feel like I went through kind of a, I wouldn't call it a dark tunnel, but a different kind of dark place that I'm used to. You know, like not feeling depressed, not feeling hopeless or helpless, but uh, kind of almost like detached from myself. Whatever that means. So I think nature, being in nature, is kind of changing a little bit. Maybe it's updating. You know, it's software. You know, it's been two months. So, you know, the honeymoon can only last so long. And uh, I have this image of all the those words about, you know, at first a dog barking is a dog barking. Then the dog barking is like something's going on. you got to pay attention. Ooh, danger. And then it becomes just a dog bark again, just a noise. And I'm wondering if I'm maybe going through... Uh, something like that to where nature is going to mean uh, something different you know as a therapeutic tool shall I call it as I keep walking because that's pretty much this is all that's in my life now so there is no uh, 
stopping. There is no, I'm not saying that I would not stop if I find something that became more relevant, but if not, this is it, you know. Even the idea of uh, taking a day off actually doesn't make any sense. I'll be looking at, you know, covering a short distance, which I might do after last month's CS. Uh, we'll see about that. But, uh, yeah, being on a move is definitely what makes sense for me. So we'll keep doing that. And then as I keep walking, we'll see what comes of it. And maybe you'll find that too. Maybe we'll find that together. On this beautiful poetic note, I think I'll uh, sign off for the day. So I wish you a beautiful one wherever you are, beautiful Camino. And until next time, love, peace.